1: Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich
0: oh, and yeah. Goal
2: from Adam you, you, You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast Hello and welcome to the Oppo's View, Uh, another two fixtures to talk about this week, although the last two times I've said that, we've had a game called off, so hopefully that doesn't happen uh, this week. Uh, Anyway, we've got uh, Charlton this weekend and then Burton Albion in midweek, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Louis from Charlton Live and Ed, uh, a Burton Albion fan from D3D4 Football. Uh, I'll start with you, Louis, since we're playing Charlton this weekend. Uh, First of all, how are you, mate? You you alright?
3: Yeah, not too bad. So getting over the devastation of getting beat again last night at home to MK. But yeah, no, I'm fine, thanks.
2: Yeah, uh... good. <laughs> Just waiting for the
3: season to be over.
2: <laughs> really, well, we will so we'll get on to get on to that in a in a in a minute. Uh, I mean, I think it's fair to say that you know you found it difficult in League One. I think you've probably spent far too many seasons uh, down in League One. I know you had that brief hiatus in you know 2019-2020 season, but back down here again in your second season. Uh, in league 1 in i mean are you finding it more difficult than than you first thought
3: well we, we we are very much used to it i guess so i, I don't know if anything's taken us by surprise um, and this is i think this is our eighth season out of the last 11 or 12 in league 1 which is outrageous really for a size you know a club of our size we, we yeah i'm sure there's a lot of clubs like like yourselves as well we think you know, on paper, League One is probably a bit below us, but th- th- this is our, our natural level and has been for a while. But, I mean, we have really struggled this year, um, especially considering, you know, we came into it with expectation levels that were sky high. We had a, a takeover um, sort of at the beginning of last season, just, just towards the end of the of the, of the summer transfer window. A uh, Danish-American guy called Thomas Sangard came in and, you know, promised the world. And, you know, we we were all sort of, ready to go along with him and, and see if he could get us out of, of league one. You know, certainly last season we weren't expecting any miracles overnight because of the, the state the club had been in with its various dodgy owners. And, you know, we had a, we had a short squad that, that was added to when, when the league one wage cap was still, was still there as well. Uh, this summer expectations are a lot higher, um, but yeah, it's gone, it's gone dreadfully. I mean, we're, we're, nowhere near the end of the season yet. But as far as we're concerned, it's been long over. We've got no chance of getting involved with the playoff race. There's an outside chance we could still get dragged into the relegation battle, which I'm hoping, and I don't think we will. Um, But yeah, it's just, just been a real... Dog of the season.
2: Yeah, you mentioned your chairman there. He, he doesn't still come out at the start of the game and, and play these guitars, he? like in the opening <laughs> game of the season.
3: No, so so it was a one-off in the stadium, obviously uh, against you guys uh, on the opening day. Yeah, he, he freshed, he freshed out a bit of value for a road. I don't know if you know that he's, he's written a song for us, which he also played as the teams were coming out of that that game uh, on his guitar. But no, he ain't, he ain't, um, he ain't come onto the pitch. But it was a game recently, actually. Like he, he does live in America, so he comes oh, yeah. over every month or so and he came uh, came he he was over when we played Fleetwood at home a few weeks ago um and after the game like we just went in one of the pubs around the corner the Royal Oak is like the place to be after after a game it's where all the Trump fans go and yeah we all piled in there as my mate's birthday we're having a good time and then the owner walks in and oh, that's not unheard of he like does like to get out and mix but then clearly this had all been set up because like he had his a commercial director setting up an amp and a guitar and stuff and he started rocking out with a singer with him i don't know if the singer was just there or, or and he took over or if he bought the singer with him but yeah he was playing the guitar in the pub as well which it drew a mixed reaction like it was it was quite fun to be it was quite a good night but you know a lot of people were saying like we are like mid-table in league one isn't it a <laughs> yeah. bit 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 early to be freshing out like the whole rock star thing but you know that's that's the character of the guy, I guess he won't, he won't be judged purely on how good he is at playing guitar. Obviously he'll be judged on, on, on the results on the pitch. And at the moment there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah,
2: of course. Now, uh, obviously yeah, on the, on the pitch matters, you know, Johnny Jackson, he's the, he's your current manager. You know, he's played well over 250 games for you since 2010. Now he's the manager I mean, on the face of it, is that a good appointment? What you know, what was the noise like coming from the fans when, when he was like, was it, I'm right in saying he was a caretaker initially?
3: Yeah, yeah, he came in as caretaker. So he had, he had one game as caretaking manager last season when Lee Bowyer left. So he was um he was Lee Bowyer's assistant manager. He did a, uh, first stepped up to become a a player coach, uh, when Carl Robinson was the manager. Um, and then I think he became assistant manager under Carl. Stayed there with Bo. And obviously we had great success with Lee Bo getting promoted into the, into the championship by the playoffs. Uh, then when Bo went to, to Birmingham, Jacko had one game as caretaker manager last season, which he won. Um, and then Nigel Adkins came in and Jacko stayed. But it's always been a, a real stated aim of his that he wanted to to manage the club. And then a lot of fans wanted him to as well. You know, we've always had a lot of success with former players as manager, Chris Powell, Alan Kerbishley, of course, and, and, and Lee yeah. Bayer, as I mentioned a few moments ago. Uh, so when, oh, I mean, obviously it, it turned dreadful at the start of the season. And when Nigel was given the elbow, um, it was obvious that Jacko was going to be asked to take over. But I mean, there was just this transformation overnight. So we, 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 we were on a, a dreadful run. We'd just, just beaten uh free two at home by Accrington Stanley, but you know, ne- never, never, never looked like we were going to even survive in the league the way we were playing Jacko took over and within two days we went up to Sunderland and beat them their first home loss of the season 1-0 uh, and then beat Doncaster at home which pretty much everyone does of course but then we, we just got this momentum going and got onto this run uh, you know, and, and his caretaker spell was nine games. We'd won, I think, six of them. I think we'd kept six clean sheets as well, if I remember, or something along those lines. Uh, lost maybe only once in that in that nine games, and and you know the pressure was mounting. I, I think Thomas Sangard had made a decision, uh, maybe three or four weeks before he actually finally got it sorted that he wanted Johnny Jackson to be his manager. Uh, Jacko came in, and then almost immediately overnight. It, like the form fell off a cliff. Like I think we we went on to lose the next three, scraped to draw at Cheltenham. Then we had a, a little bit of a resurgence by winning three, although two of those weren't the most fluent of performances. There was one away win at Portsmouth that was really impressive. But then since then, I mean, injuries have mounted massively. So that that's not helped. Um, you know, a lot of fans question about the fact he plays he plays the same formation every game. I mean that's I'm not as bothered about that as a lot of fans are, because, you know, you do see managers who like to build towards a, a formation and try and make it work. So that that's something that people have been hitting in with a little bit while we've been losing. But I think the majority of the reason why we're not we're not doing well at the moment is because we ain't, we ain't got any players. And we come Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, we won't have a senior striker on the books. Like, we even had our, our youth striker who's been playing recently. He's just got injured as well. So we've got a 17-year-old on the bench. Like, I, I, I think... I think he'll be a good appointment. You know, I've got a lot of confidence in his coaching ability. Um, you know, and that reaction he got from the side when he first took over to me shows he's, he's got something and he, and he just needs to be able to have this summer now to build the squad in, in this style of play that he wants to go towards. Um, and then we'll see where we are next year. But, you know, I think as Sean Fence we've been saying that quite a lot over the
2: years, that, that next year's the one, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned that, you know, formation style of play. You know, he's you know, it, quite stubborn and he sticks with the same formation. What what formation does it? Does he generally t- like try to play? Yeah,
3: yeah so it's a 3-5-2. So it's it, three at the back. Um, the two wing backs, obviously, play. Uh, I call that as part of the five. So some people call it a five three two, but mm. they sort of go back and forward in, in the wing back position. Uh, and and he, he always wants to play two up top. You know, it's something... And under Nigel, we, we generally played a 4-3-3, three, three, which you could argue is three up top, but really it's one up top with two quite wide players. So yeah, uh, often that was Jaden Stockley, and often he was quite isolated. But two two up top is always something I I prefer as a fan as well. Um, and, and that's Jackson's style, you know, and you, you expect a lot from your wing-backs getting forward. You hope your midfielders are going to drive into the penalty area to support your strikers. And you think with the three at the back, you should have enough cover at the back. So, I mean, on paper, when when, <laughs> when we first started it, it was it was working really well, but um, you know the cracks have started to appear. We've conceded a lot of goals in the last couple of weeks, where we've had little slide balls down the side of the defence, which is always a, a danger when you have got quite high wing backs. Uh, so we've been vulnerable to that. And and like I say, we we, we have no proper strikers at the moment. Like Jonathan Leeko, who he has played as a striker before, but really he should be playing as one of the wing backs. He's he's been playing up top. We've missed him out wide. He's not really a presence up top. Is that there's a a danger with this formation that if you don't have the right personnel, then it doesn't really work. And I think that's the situation we're in at the moment. But, you know, that that's the style that Jacko wants to build towards. And, and like I say, if you can get the right personnel in the summer, there's no reason why it can't work because we've seen it work and and be quite successful for Charlton.
2: Yeah, I mean, just just going on to your, your recent four, um, yeah, four straight defeats in, in your last four games. You know, you've alluded to the fact you've conceded 10 goals, only scored two my my question was going to be is there a reason for that dip in form but i think you're just going to say to me it's just the injuries and um lack of personnel in the in the right areas
3: yeah that's the that's the main reason for me you know i think um it's clear we, without those strikers in there then we're we're too blunt going forward i mean there, ha- there has been some sloppy mistakes have come like we went through uh, a, a little run of conceding from set pieces which is obviously just one of those frustrating things that managers just can't stand because it's so simple to defend a set piece if you if you if everyone stays on their job um we've also like i say we, we we've just been vulnerable a little bit to being carved open in in the last in the last couple of games which is frustrating and i mean, like to I say, be, when
2: you to be fair your recent games have been mk dons oxford Wigan yeah uh, all right then, yeah. Bol- then Bolton so the you know three teams that are you know well up there in the in the league and in, in some decent form as well so i suppose they are they were they were tough games
3: yeah it doesn't yeah it doesn't help though so we had six it was six games in a row that against teams in the in the top 8 including you guys coming up and then uh, I think we got Sunderland after as well and then yeah. I like, say MK when we played them i thought you know th- bore you to death with their passing but you know they, they stopped us getting on the ball and playing after we had a we actually started that game quite well as well you know but creating half chances and then as soon as, soon as they went a goal up you know we, we were nowhere and the same thing happened against Oxford really first 20 minutes thought we started really brightly but but Carl Robinson made a bit of a tactical switch we conceded twice in the space of about five minutes sort of either side of the half hour mark I think it was and then after that we went again we were nowhere in that game and Sean Clare got sent off. We lost our heads, and that was a real miserable day. And I guess there is the other the other half of it is the fact that season's done now. Like it's been long done for us. So how many of these players are not busting the gut they once were? You know, when when they were playing to get Jacko his job, and you know, the, the players were unanimous in wanting Jackson to get the job. Everyone that we interviewed after after games, we'd ask them the same question, and they they spoke really passionately about Jacko getting the job. You know. It helps, I guess, that he was their, their coach. Uh, one or two of them even would have played with him as well when, when he was still playing. But they, they really wanted him to get it. And all of a sudden, it, it's strange how it seems to have dropped off since then. I mean, he, he says they're still, they're still trying their hardest, which I guess you can say it just seems strange. that I don't know, we, we used to be so intense and in your face in that first nine games of the, of the Jackson era. And I don't think we're quite like that. We had a we had a real relapse when we played Portsmouth a few weeks ago. I thought we were back to the sort of Johnny Jackson performance that we were enjoying at the start. But overall, I think we, we've really dropped off energy levels wise over the last few weeks as well.
2: Yeah, I was about to say that. Like sometimes, even though you go through a run of defeats, it can either be a defeat when you fully deserve to get beat, or it could be, you know, when you've been a unlucky. It sounds to me like you know you've kind of. From, from the way that you're saying, that you have kind of deserved to get beat in those, in those games.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly say so in the last two. So the Oxford game, obviously, you know, as, as soon as we were 1-0 down, that game was over and we got we got handedly beaten 4-0. Uh, last night against Milton Keynes, again, you know, I thought I thought we started well and we had a couple of spells maybe in, in the second half where we got the ball in the area, but we never, never really felt like we were going to score. Um, so I'd say, I mean, th- those two defeats are the first time under Jackson that we'd lost by more than one goal. Yeah. Uh, before that, I mean, the Wigan and Bolton games, if we'd come away from either of those games with a point, I think that would have been fair. Um, you know, we weren't particularly potent going forward, but we stuck in it and we, di- we and we were quite hard to break down. Like we weren't giving up too many opportunities from open play, but that's when this like sloppiness at set pieces has cost us, which again is so frustrating. When If, if, we'd, if we'd got a point out of both those games, we would have been on like a, a six game unbeaten run, which would have like it would have been a bit of momentum to cling on to, but you lose those two, you know, narrow margins, and all of a sudden that that rot is back there. You know, around the club, you know, don't forget the the first thirteen games of the season set the tone really for how the supporters are feeling. You know, we're miserable, we're upset, we we felt felt like we were promised success this year and it hasn't arrived. So therefore, as soon as things start turning and going bad again, like we're on the players' backs, and you know, rightfully so in some cases, mm. uh, but it's just one of those things where it, it, it's like a it's like a rolling stone. It keep it, it keeps getting bigger and bigger, like a snowball effect. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 not. It, that's why I say I just want this season to be over <laughs> as soon as, as soon as physically possible. I'm amazed we're bringing so many fans up to to Hillsborough on on um Saturday, I think we sold over a thousand, which is massive for us going out up north. Um, but I guess it helps. It's Sheffield, you know, it's a good place to go go for the weekend and stuff. But I'm amazed that so many fans are still interested in going to a game.
2: Well, the away games are always better than the home games, anyway, aren't they? Make it, like I said, make a day out of it and have a, you know, the atmosphere is always always better in the away end than it is in the. In the home end, I mean, just want to talk on you know players to watch. Obviously, you know, Saturday when, when you come up to Hillsborough, who who do we need to watch out for? If, if you've got any players left, that is.
3: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like our most dangerous uh, attacking forward players aren't going to be playing. So I mean, we won't have a striker on Saturday. Like so, so I mentioned um, we had a 17-year-old on the bench. In Daniel Carney, who scored, he scored 32 goals for academy this season already. So we're only in February now, yeah. uh, so we're talking about under 18s and 23s. I think he's made the step up to 23s and, and got a few at that level as well. But I think he, he had 10 minutes off the bench at Wigan. He's he's a 17 year old playing in men's football. You, you get you get what you expect with that. So in terms of an, a, an attacking threat, I mean, I think in Elliot Lee might start up top and I thought he looked okay off the bench yesterday and he scored at Wigan a, f- a couple of weeks ago but I mean he's been pretty flat since um like started off quite well his loan spell from Luton uh, but I feel like he's been pretty flat for a few months actually so I'm Begrudge to put him on my one to watch list, but it just sort of shows how slim the pickings are at the moment. Like in, in midfield, George Dobson is our sort of defensive midfield enforcer. He's our player of the season by country mile, um, so he'll be there breaking play up in the in, in the middle of the park. But yeah, the, 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 there's Dialing Jai as well, who on his day would do a few step overs, get get the fans out of their seat, and and you know try and put in a decent cross, but his days are not few and far between but they're not quite as often as i hope as I hoped they would be this season I, I sort of picked him at the start of the season as my player to to kick on this year and he hasn't really so to, to put it mildly, we ain't got many players to look out for at the moment, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, how obviously Connor Washington's your leading goal scorer, and your know, Jaden Stockley as well. He he pitches in with quite a few goals, and I thought you were a, a bit of a handful when we when we played you at the start of the season on the opening day. I mean, how long how long are they out for? Is it is it a, is it a while that they're out for? Is it or are they they due to come back? fairly soon
3: well yeah I mean Jackson never gives uh, too much away in terms of timings he likes to play it close to his chest so we've been missing Jaden since before Christmas I think um, and he's out on the grass and I mean Jacko suggested there's an outside chance he might be on the bench Saturday from what he said in the in the press conference last night but it didn't sound too promising Connor is going to be longer is all we know than that certainly not going to be ready Saturday and we've got Chucks and EK who we signed re-signed from Birmingham in uh, in January, he was our top scorer last season, Like he left at the end of his contract, we did offer him a new deal but obviously he wanted to go to the Championship but to be fair to him he wasn't playing and decided he wanted to come back uh, so he bought him back um, and sure enough he's injured now long term according to Jackson, that's all we know and we also have Scott Fraser actually that's one player I could put in our one to watch but again I'm almost certain he won't be playing so uh, again like like great player at Milton Keynes and um, like we wanted to sign him in the in the summer, but outbid or or he chose Ipswich. Went to Ipswich, was played out of position. So we've signed him. He's looked really good in a couple of cameos off the bench, and now he's gone down with like a bad case of coronavirus so yeah. we ain't got him for however long so I think it's unlikely he's going to be back in time for Saturday so again I mean if, if you want to watch some, some highlights of the season gone by you can see some of our players who would have been worth watching but yeah. at the moment you won't you get the chance to see him unfortunately
2: yeah it's, it's funny actually listening to you talk about that because you know we've you know, people listening to this, this episode, you know, will will know how many injuries we've had so far this season. I think we've got ten players, ten first team players out injured and six or seven of them would probably be in the in the first team squad, you know, like Gregory, Dennis Edeneran, Sam Hutchinson, Dominic ayofa who's just come back in the under twenty threes today. Um there's a lot of players that we've had out and you know, we we were thinking, is it just us? And you know, Obviously, you only focus on your side, so mm. it's quite. I would say it's refreshing, but it's you know there's other other teams in this league that are, that have got it equally as bad, if not worse than what than what we've got. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, another player that won't be playing, um, which is a shame, is a player that we we know well. Is uh, obviously Sean Clare, who's. Um, who picked up a red card, didn't he, in the in one of your previous games and he's obviously serving a three game suspension. I mean, how how much are you going to miss him? Because he has played quite a quite a big part in this season, hasn't
3: he? Yeah, he's he's a player actually that I think, you know, I said George Dobson is the runaway player of the season for us, but I think a lot of people have put Sean Claire into second. Um Again, I remember his first, his, his debut, obviously his league debut was against you guys, and we spoke to him after, and actually thought, yeah, that's, that's not been a bad debut in the midfield. And then, again, I mean, a lot of players fell out of favour under Nigel Adkins, and he wasn't featuring too much. And then all of a sudden, you know, when Jacko's come in, he, he's brought Sean Clare in as um, part of uh, the defensive three. Um, he's played on the right, the right side. So, obviously, I know he's played as a right-back. We tended to play him as a midfielder. Uh, but Jacko sort of saw him as you know when when you have that those three center backs obviously there's there is license for one of them to get forward on the ball and obviously Sean's got all the attributes for that um well, I think we will miss him because he's he's done reasonably well there I will say over the last couple of weeks he he's been involved in some some poor dis- uh, like goals that we we've, we've conceded that would be pretty, he'll be pretty disappointed with and then obviously I guess that frustration of that last few weeks obviously uh, manifested itself in the form of a bit of a kick and a strangulation of, of one of the Oxford players. I think it was Matty Taylor. Like gra- Matty Taylor had grabbed him on the floor after a challenge, um, but Sean Clare was certainly more aggressive in he, in his uh, in, in his comeback. And yeah, it, un- uh, unfortunately, he's sent off, so he still got he still got another two games uh, of that suspension to serve. So yeah, he won't be won't be making the the trip unfortunately on Saturday. But yeah, like overall, I think it's been a, a good season for him. Um, but like I say, like any player who's had a good season has gone through poor spells as well, and I think he had decided start to go through one when when he got sent off.
2: Yeah. Now, uh, you know, we we'll briefly touch on the the return fixture, which was the opening game of the season, which ended in a a bit of you know it was it was when you looked at it, you know, our first game in League One since we got relegated, you know, Charlton, big club and what have you. It had all the the makeup of being quite a decent game, but it ended up in a bit of a. A drab nil-nil affair. Uh, What, what we, what we all take on that opening game (laughs) of the season. Yeah, I, mean, I remember
3: there weren't a great deal of chances. I think Barry Bannon had a good one, didn't he, where he, he picked the ball off one of our midfielders, I think, and then drove towards the edge of the box and, and put it wide. We had a couple of half chances. I think they both fell to our Albie Morgan, actually, shots from the edge of the area, uh, one, one that he put over. But I, I remember well, I, the, the main takeaway from it, after the game, it was like, well, this point against a big Sheffield Wednesday side, maybe maybe we are the real deal this season, if we can get a, a good point against a promotion, promotion favourite, but yeah, we I mean we soon found out that we won. Well, <laughs> but, well yeah, we,
2: we we went on what four, 4 5 games unbeaten, four wins I think it was. No no goals conceded and and then, you know, fast forward if, a few weeks, months and uh, things went a little bit wrong for us as well, which been fortunate that uh, other teams have been slipping up, which has allowed us to Stay in the hunt, really, which is amazing. To, given what some fans were saying, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, and you know, in, to, to to still be in a chance of getting playoffs is uh, incredible. Um, I need to nail you down to a score prediction before I let you go, Louie. Um, so yeah, what your head and your heart? Because they they could be different. <laughs>
3: no, I mean. My heart would—I would love to come away with a point on Saturday. I, I, what, what I want to see from Charlton is for us to just tighten up at the back. You know, I think for for all our struggles recently, last night Kings did have to work to break us down, which is good, but they still did f- find those killer passes a couple of times. I want us to be tighter Saturday, and I'll be delighted with a nil-nil. My heart is saying that's what my heart is saying. My head is saying we're going to get beat, probably two, probably two-nil. I imagine I can't see us troubling you guys too much unfortunately because of the injury problems but you never know I said that when we went to Wigan and we only lost that one 2-1 so maybe it'll be 2-1 but no I'm thinking 2-0. Yeah you,
2: you, you say um, you know that you'd be happy with a nil nil and what have you is that the mentality of the team at the moment do you think or do you think because you know some teams have come t- to Hillsborough and they have part of the bus I'm not you know, I'm looking at Gillingham in, in particular <laughs> um, and they've just kind of a nil nil would have been a, a victory for them or do you, or do you actually when you set up to play? Do you, is there? A, you know, I know you're saying you've got no strikers, but is there? A, you know, an attacking presence? And are you are yeah. you looking to go forward? Or are you just literally just trying to? You know, like you said, a point is good enough.
3: There's still there's still definitely an attacking an attacking element to our game. I mean that that Wigan game. We we did start really brightly um, and we went, we were one 0 up after about eight minutes and and, and we hit a bar soon after. So we, we will come out and attack. We don't we don't do the sitting back. We 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 like we do like to try and on, on the turnover in particular, you know, with with that you know, we try we'll try and press you guys slightly higher up the pitch. And if we can win it all of a sudden they'll try and turn it on and use a bit of that pace from from Jonathan Leeko or or you know the Elliot Lee's not necessarily blessed with pace, but his movement's been quite good in the last couple of weeks, so we we, we we will come out to play. But like I say, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not filled with confidence that we'll we'll create as many chances as we, even as we did a couple of weeks ago at Wigan, where you know we we at least had Mason Burstow on the pitch, who's um you know himself a young striker and who's now gone off with a hamstring injury last night, but. You know he though there was an element of us of us going forward there i, I just i just think we're going to struggle with, without you know any team would struggle if you, if you took the top strikers out of any team in in league one they'll, they'll struggle and that's exactly what's happened to us we've now lost our four strikers we have we have four strikers three senior one sort of junior striker, and we've lost them all you know that's that's unfortunately the situation we're in at the moment.
2: Yeah, Louie. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Obviously, I uh, hope you enjoy the, the trip up to, to Hillsborough on Saturday, but hopefully not too much.
3: Yeah. Cheers. Well, cheers. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cheers,
0: Louie. Thank- Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116 123. That's 116 123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Thank you. Ed, thanks for joining us this evening. How are you, mate? You all right?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty good. Good stuff. Only seems like yesterday since uh, since the last spoke. Well, three weeks to be exact, but yeah, it does does seem like yesterday. Um, well, let's talk about obviously the uh, the game that we you know that we played that three weeks ago. Um, for me, it seemed very even, but obviously we did what we needed to do, which was obviously put the ball in the back of the net. What what was it from your point point of view?
4: Uh, it wasn't one I was able to attend in person, but I think looking back on it, I kind of saw the scoreline, thought yeah. Probably to be expected, really. I think, I think what Shuttle once did is the thing you have to do to beat Burn, which is go two goals ahead, and it's the killer. I think the time was quite well. I think it was George Byers who got the first, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, quite poor from a perspective from a corner to get that shot into the near post, and then the second. Did it go down as Bannon's or did they get the selection of someone?
2: It went, to it, it went. It went down as Silas' outs. I thought it would yeah, Bannon's goal. A yeah, good strike. Yeah. It, you know, you just, yeah, it was. Just steered stay, into the far corner. I felt it.
4: coming back, watching it back. I thought, I felt, yeah, I can see the quality in this team now. And as you as you were mentioning before, I think the quality's been there. with have had the whole season. We just haven't really had the chance to see that
2: squad. It's all strength off yet. Yeah, with all the injuries and uh, and and whatnot. Uh, what one thing I do want to uh, pick out is uh, the pitch. Uh, the, we, I mean, is that something that's that's hindered you in recent weeks? I know our players um, mentioned think... the fact that you, know, <laughs> you you couldn't really play much much football on it.
4: I think it's hindered the opposition to me most, Depending on who you ask, more. I, I mean. Let's be honest, I think Hillsborough's not in too good a state. I no. saw the Rotherham game, oh, yeah, yeah in the they're state they're of that. that and I think it was at the Fleetwood game that got called off as well. Yeah, that's well, Accrington yeah. was, it? was it? Was it Accrington? Accrington Hillsborough. It was Accrington, yeah, that got called off. So, yeah, we are neither doing too well with pitches at the minute, are we? But no, not really. I think with the way we play, really, we don't call for a prime pitch, we're not like MK Dons or anything like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, it was it, it, there were more sand on it than uh, than Blackpool Beach, weren't they? To be fair, sand pit definitely. <laughs> Exactly. Now, uh, obviously, since we've played you, you've played five games. You've had one win, two draws and two defeats, obviously beating Bolton, but then losing to the likes of Ipswich and Portsmouth. I mean, what have those performances been like in recent weeks since we've played you?
4: Typical of the season, really. Inconsistent. Very, very thin of our place in the table, really. I don't quite understand this side sometimes. The, the Bolton win just went perfectly. Burton did everything they needed to do. They blitzed them with a period of seven minutes of just nailed on set pieces to put them three goals ahead. Dug in to preserve the lead. Bolton needed a nice pitch and they didn't really like the pitch. And I think that's the excuse they have for them not winning it. But such poor defending from set pieces really cost them on that day anyway. And then we go and go to Ipswich Town three leads later and get picked off and played off the park. And then go to Sunderland and come within minutes of getting a winner again and ship a nice third-minute equaliser. So... It's basically at just stage now with Burton games where I just go into everyone no idea what's coming doesn't really matter who we're playing or who we're up against you're just not quite sure what result's going to be it's with a model of inconsistency I'd have to say
2: yeah I mean you're trying to you could have done us a favour against Sunderland I mean you still drew <laughs> drew against them so you did you did take points off them which uh well, which to we say, are... we
4: did have some very good chances to make it 2-0, which weren't taken and I did watch that thinking oh please don't let that cost us and it did yeah I mean that...
2: exactly. I mean, we we well earlier on in the season conceding late goals was our was our speciality. Is that, is that something that you've suffered with, or, or, is it, or is that was that a bit of a one off? Really? Not
4: not too much. The problem we have is conceding first. I think we've done it in all but maybe two or three of our last games since the turn of the year. We haven't had a clean sheet since the end of November either. That was over Doncaster, which I think most teams would probably expect to get really against Doncaster. So we're vulnerable. It's a team that can. Pull back, as I say, from being a goal behind, but going two goals behind, for instance, to some of these stronger teams, just completely kills it off.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, you know, in terms of your season so far, I mean, you sit thirteenth, you know, eleven points off the playoffs, fourteen points off relegation. I mean, it's for yourself. It's twelve games to go as we sit and record this. Um, is your season all but over?
4: Yeah. Very short <laughs> answer. That's all you need, really. We're pl- we're playing the position. I I think. You know, there's an objective at the top half, which I think is a realistic target to aim for and would be a good finish to have. But in terms of any sort of tangible reward, we're done.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, remind me, I mean, what, what was your um, aim at the start of the season? Like, for, for yourself, really? What, what Where did you um, think you'd I you suppose, kind of really, the
4: main one was building on last season, not finding ourselves like we were last season, down the bottom of the table after through the campaign, which they've done that. They've stayed out of relegation trouble all the time. But I guess it, it's... <laughs> It's, it's kind of the way you feel as a football we'll fan. You kind of want something to get you up in the mornings and have some motivation, so whether it's surviving, whether it's pushing to playoffs, promotion. And we don't really have that, which makes the season a little bit boring. But I, I think it's one that we might look back on a few years from now and say, yeah, that was say, us going in the right direction, hopefully.
2: Yeah, obviously, um, you know we play on uh, play on Tuesday. Obviously, the rearranged fixture fixture, which should have been what on Boxing, Boxing Day. I think yeah. this one this one should have yes. been. Are you uh, are you making the? Uh, the I trip? am making the trip. Yes, it's a relatively uh, short trip. Obviously, last time you played us, um, you beat us three nil at uh, at our place. Mm-hmm. You know um, that was a, you know. A game that I want to forget to be uh, to be fair I don't want to be reminded of it Uh, I mean is there any any changes in terms of personnel for you since we since we last played any injuries or any players that have have come back from injury and gone into the side
4: well like you say it was only the start of this month wasn't it and we've had so many games since it feels like it was an eternity ago now we've been playing Saturday Tuesday pretty much for the last three weeks and we're still going to now we go to you then we go to Oxford as well and we've got and that brings to an end a really hectic month of tough fixtures for us. In terms of personnel, I suppose the main one is our new signing, Unam Nias.
2: Oh, yes. Which yeah. was a
4: very out of the blue signing that no one saw coming
2: at all. Yeah. What did you think? What did you think to that when he, when he signed? I, 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 well, you said it was out <laughs> of the blue. It was in no whispers of it whatsoever. Not one bit,
4: not one bit. He'd, he'd apparently been training for a little while. And I think Hasselbank's idea is to bring him in just to kind of help us on this run into the end of the campaign. Um, you know, he's a name that Premier League fans are familiar with from his time at Everton. I think he had loan spells at Hull and Cardiff as well. He was at Huddersfield last season, but injury meant he didn't play a game. He's one I think we've just got to be really patient with. I don't think he's, think he's played a handful of games maybe in the last couple of years. He's going to take a long time to get up to speed. And we'll just have to see what happens with him, really. But we'll
2: what was, what's your first impressions of him? I think he's played a couple of games for you for so yeah. far. You, are you impressed with him or is he another? Sido Berahino for us. Although saying that, he's, he popped up with a goal on uh, he did, on yeah, Saturday, he? so uh, maybe he'll be, you know, it, well, maybe he'll be starting on the on Tuesday against you. Yeah,
4: that was a nice little touch and finish up from Berahino, wasn't it? Actually, I remember that goal. Yeah, um, it was decent. Um, Nias, he started and played about sixty minutes at Sunderland. I thought he was quite good. He's got something about him. He's a bit complete. He can run the channels. He's still got the speed. He can run the channels. He can hold the ball up relatively well. Probably not as well as you'd say a traditional target man can. Uh, he did have a pretty good chance in the first half against London where he latched onto the end of one of our throws and our flicks on, which was saved from pretty much point blank range by the goalkeeper. So there's some encouraging signs
2: there. You just
4: hope it starts delivering sooner rather than later for him.
2: Yeah, of course. Obviously, um, you know, how many uh, how many fans are you uh, are you bringing up to Hillsborough then on uh, on Tuesday night?
4: I'd hope a good amount. There was there was more at Sunderland last Tuesday than I was anticipating, more than made the trip down to Portsmouth a couple of weeks before that. Um, you know, we're not the biggest club around, I'll happily admit that. We don't take a huge amount of fan base. I would hope there's maybe be a few hundred to the occasion. Good, uh, good I think if we took to Rotherham, which we did around December time, it'd probably be a bit similar to that, I hope.
2: Yeah. Um, what's uh, what, what's your thoughts on the, on the game on Tuesday then? You know, is it... I know we've already spoke on the fact that, you know, the season is all, all but over for you, really. You know, you're picking, just picking up points here and there, but, you know, surely you must be... In, in those situations, you're like, you know, there's nothing to lose, is there, really? I'm not lost.
4: <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm, I'm really not that bothered. Um, our record away at top-half teams has been pretty poor. We've got two points from the games we played so far. We've got yourselves and Oxford's left the players, those top our teams. The points we got, one was at
1: Bolton, who we've never lost to.
4: And we have an unbeaten record at the Stadium of Light since we've been playing them for the last five years. So it's probably a given, really, that those two points came. And as I said, with the Sunderland one, that was very close to being three points rather than just the one. Um, Well, your record
2: at Hillsborough is good because you've only played there twice. We've only been there twice, haven't we? That's the thing. (laughs)
4: Like I said, there was, like we said to you previously, there was an unbeaten record against Sheffield Wednesday altogether prior to that (laughs) meeting at the start of the month. So, no, we'll we'll, we'll go and see what happens. I, I don't, we're a much better. I back us a lot more at home than I would away. We haven't picked up very many. I think we picked up Thor away when so far and most of them against teams in the bottom third of the table, really. So I'm not really expecting anything. It would be nice if we could get something, but again, with it doesn't really change. We maybe change a couple of places in the
2: table, but just stay in the middle of it if we win, lose, or draw. Going, Ed, I've got to, I've got to do it. I do it all the time I'll I've nearly to score prediction then. <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking, uh, bl- looking blankly into space. There. <laughs> go on. What do you go on, What do you think? Our, our, our
4: classic against these top our sides is a terrible third start where we go two 0 down, and then pull one back in the second. So let's go two
2: one shut the Wednesday. Fair enough. I'll uh, I will take that definitely. Ed, um, just before you go, where, where can we find you on the on the socials?
4: Yeah, you can find me on my um, my Twitter account. That's at Edward underscore W 97 or lowercase. I do a lot of lower league coverage specifically around league two as well but get involved with the the podcast i co as well which is d3 d football we provide an in-depth focus on league one league two elsewhere that we don't think there really is elsewhere
2: fantastic ed thank you very much and uh hopefully you enjoy the the trip up to to sheffield uh, next year i'll enjoy
4: know. it to meadow hall beforehand. because that's always <laughs> my plan i like doing sheffield to that uh,
2: area meadow hell as we uh, as we mm, like to call okay. it <laughs> great stuff ed thank you Thanks, very much James. mate yeah cheers